0: And good Saturday morning. Welcome into another Gulf Coast weekend. Uh, could be a little bit of a wet one, but uh, also muggy. But, hey, we got a lots happening. This is the peak of the fishing rodeo season across the great Gulf Coast, and i got some information on a couple of them taking place. You might want to catch the weigh-ins. A dose of the coast That Redfish Rodeo, that's going to be down at the Delta Marina in Burris. Uh, weighing in later this evening, the fishermen will bring in the two heaviest redfish slot size, under 27 and above 16 i got a lot got a lot of people down there fishing for those reds this morning, and hopefully they can catch one of those star-tagged reds, too. Wouldn't that be a bonus? We also have the 38th Annual Creole Classic Fishing Tournament. That's wrapping up today. Been going on since a Thursday at Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. They've got a lot going on down there today. You might want to stop by and uh, watch some of the big ones come in during the weigh-in. Uh, as far as uh, the CCA tournament going on, we got a complete update on that. There have been some changes on the board Of course, the biggest news was uh, yet another one of those tagged redfish has been caught, but unfortunately, as they say, no ticky, no RV for a young man from Arkansas. We'll tell you more about that story. And we've got those live up-to-the-minute fishing and condition reports from our field staff of experts. You'll be hearing from them this morning. And because I know how many of you look forward to our weekly Bad Boys of the Outdoors honorees, today we have Confessions of a Deer Poacher for your listening pleasure you want to be by your radio for that one uh you may recall we've been talking with the louisiana department of wildlife and fisheries under secretary brian mcclinton uh, throughout the legislative session they were successful in getting a bill passed for the increases in your hunting and fishing licenses that's to better fund the agency but along with it there's been a little bit of confusion and uh, about the who what and when and brian's going to be on with us a little bit later on to set the record straight among some of this uh, erroneous information that's going out there. So if you have a question, I know a lot of you do because I've been hearing from you for the last couple of weeks, about how a change affects you with regard to hunting and fishing licenses and you'd like it answered, text me your question for Brian and I'll pass him along when we get him on. That text number, of course, you can send all your fishing reports, your comments, and your questions to 504-260-1870. you got a question about... Hunting and fishing license changes, uh, we can answer it for you this morning. Again, text me your question at 504-260-1870. As far as what you're going to encounter when you step out of the door, if you haven't done so already, we're looking at pretty rainy weekend, 60% chance today, 80% tomorrow. I'm looking at the radar right now, just some little light showers uh, popping up as far as uh, spots and specks along the map, but that's very likely to increase, so you certainly want to bring the wet weather gear with you today. If you're going offshore, southeast winds 10 to 15, 2 to 4 foot seas. That will intensify a little bit tomorrow on the sea height. could be as high as 5 foot. That's marginal for a lot of boats to get offshore. Inside, those southeast winds 10 to 15 knots, a moderate chop on the open interior bays, And your average tide range, and rarely do we see this in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, the Gulf Coast, 2.3 average tide range. That is a rocking and rolling. Mississippi river level is at 9.2 and falling. And, of course, we got some high tides. You're going to be faced with... uh, incoming tides in most of the areas today and they won't really top out until much later and then in the afternoon is when you'll catch your falling tide so if you like to fish a falling tide in your favorite spot you might want to plan your trip for the afternoon. Alright we come back boy here it is we got a whole lot to talk about this Saturday morning we'll kick it off in Shell Beach with Robbie Campos report he's up next and you're listening to the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're talking about fishing rodeo season in Louisiana. We're in the peak of it, and they hold quite a few rodeos down at Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. Robbie Campo is there to update us on the latest conditions and fishing information. Robbie, you guys were having a rodeo last weekend, and all that bad weather. I understand it went off, and there was some fish caught, huh?
1: Yeah, you know, Don. It went. You know, it was a kid rodeo. It was a Knights and Nemesis. Uh, Hope a kid on uh, fishing rodeo and uh it didn't start off too good in the morning because we had water on the highway but you know the water receded and you know uh kids came out and uh people came out and it wound up it wound up saving the day but uh you know for the most part but i tell you uh it didn't look good when i first got here about 4:30 in the morning Boy, i was like oh man <laughs> water to the blacktop on a, uh you know I was like, uh-uh, this is not gonna happen but it did happen and uh it all worked out, and you know, and you know, they they gave away, gave the kids a bunch of prizes, and you know, a bunch of prizes to the people who won, and there was some big black drums caught off the dock here, some kids caught, and uh, it it went off pretty good, I sure did. Um, you know, Don, yesterday, man, those guys that went out there did snapper fishing yesterday, cause you could do snappers Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those guys did awesome yesterday um speckled trout fishing in the last three days has been off the charts man it's been really really good uh by the island you know people are wave fishing um of course i'm not getting in that water i think there's too many sharks in it i'm not, <laughs> I had a guy who told me <laughs> the sharks is biting the string off the side i'm i'm good i'm not getting in the water shark was coming up i'm not getting in it but anyway. Uh, but in the boat over around, um, uh, you know, over, you guys that don't like to get in the water, wants to fish out the boat, boat by central rigs and all the little satellite rigs around there. They did really, really well this week. curlew Freemason, you know, the, the, all the usual stuff way out to the east. Up uh, a little bit closer in, comfort was good. Um, uh, the south side, well, the east, maybe the western side of comfort. One at Reef on the end was good. Uh, White Log Lake, Christmas Camp Lake. Over oh, the Orsted Reese was good. Over in Bay Elwawa was good. Around the Long Rocks, which is something we hadn't heard much of uh, in the last month. because The water has been really dirty over there. Long Rocks turned on. Uh, and and I'll tell you what it really, really did good it was right behind the dam on the backside of it. Uh, there was some really, really nice trout caught behind the dam here in the last couple of days. So a uh, lot of great fishing, Don. And if you want to go chasing reds, reds have been a little bit tough. Not as not as easy as you know it was, uh, but they are still catching some redfish on the eastern shoreline of lake barn and if you want to go behind the hopedale Delacro area uh they're still catching some back there it, it's just been it's been a struggle you know the guys have been working my guy just telling me they've been working really hard to, uh you know to fill the limit so uh you know a redfish is something that's chased 24 hours a day, <laughs> so he's either got a guy with a bow chasing him at night or he's got a, a redfish tournament boat burning him off the bank or he's got a, a guy <laughs> trying to catch him. So he's, uh, you know, a redfish, um, he's probably hunkered down in a deep bayou somewhere. I know that's where I'd be if I was a redfish. <laughs> but, uh, Don, look, if, uh, another thing I want to touch on real quick, If people need live bait this morning, we are almost out. If you want live bait, stop at Paris Road. Stop by Tony or by David Dixon. I want everybody to have it. These guys got live bait. Stop there and get it. You're not going to hurt my feelings. These good friends of mine, stop there and get bait. I want everybody to have it who wants it. We are just about out. I had a load of captains here this morning, and my captains just cleaned me out and I'm only able to use the tanks that's uh, you know the above ground tanks, the ones in the water. Down are just and not living in it. The water quality is, is you know, bleh. it ain't no good around here. So, uh, um, you know, it, it it's really poor. Uh, Trump won't live in the bayou, and my tanks in the bayou, so I'm only have only able to use the ones up on top. But uh, at daylight, if you're coming out at daylight, our boats are going to be dragging right here by by. The marina, right in the midst of Go, you can get it off the boat if you wish to do that. So, but if you want, if you want to get your bait, <clears throat> and you're on your ride down here right now, stop at Bait Inc. or stop at Mr. Tony Cochrane over there, where the Old Golf hall Marina is, and get you some bait. Don't, because we're all going to be in the same boat. i you know, us hope that everybody's going to be in the same boat. We're going to be out of bait this morning. It's just you, you just can't keep enough alive. That's all there's to it. So uh, with that said, Don, they're coming down. Hook the left. Come on down and see us, and we'll be waiting on you.
0: Robbie, one more thing. I want you to remind your snapper fishermen that leave out there and fish the red snapper, they're going to have an extra day next week for that 4th of July weekend. So it'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So if they're going to be fishing, you know, in the latter part of the weekend, snapper illegal on those three holidays, the Mondays, Memorial Day, Labor Day, and 4th of July. So got a little bit of extra land up there on the snapper.
1: And and Don, uh I just wanna let people know that we are we are the only Star Tournament weighing station in Saint Bernard, so if you have a Star Tournament fish, bring it over here and we'll weigh it for you and get you checked in. Um I would not leave without that Star Tournament ticket. It's it's <laughs> it's uh it's a good thing to have. Um I was listening to Rad Rad on the phone. He said uh Thursday night and he said that they had a uh tag redfish that was caught on the west side of the river, uh, no no ticket. So uh, yep. I know a guy who did that over here. Uh, we're not going to mention Chad's name, <laughs> 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 my boy Chad. But anyway, yeah, I'm just messing away. Uh, I mess with him every time I see him about it. But he don't leave the wall for a, a CCA ticket anymore, I promise you. But, you know, yeah, you never know. Ticket, but it's worth
2: it.
0: Absolutely, yeah. it's worth yes. it. it. Happens every year. People catch them and they're unregistered. You yes, got yes, to it buy does. that yes, ticket. Okay, Rob, you all have a great weekend, my friend. We'll see you next time.
1: All right, Don. Talk to you
0: next Saturday, buddy. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Robbie Campo at Campo's Marina in Shell Beach. All right. Yeah, we're going to tell you that story. It was a 12-year-old boy that... Uh, caught that tagged redfish. Unfortunately, he was not registered. Got to have that ticket. All right, we come back after this. More fishing reports, your text messages. Don't forget, if you've got a question about the license changes and you would like it from the source, the right legitimate answer, Brian McClinton's going to be joining us later on. He'll address it for you. Text me your question at 504-260-1870. We're back right after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And if you want to take that bass challenge, Jeff Rule's got some info for you. His fishing report is a presentation of Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. You know them. They got the Berkeley line of gulp baits for crappie, bass, inshore, offshore, saltwater. while I'm talking about that, let me tell you about those crappie nibbles. And not just for the soccer like and white perch, they work well on brim and also catfish, and they're so easy to use. Look for them, crappie nibbles. And of course, they got fishing lines of all types braid, monofilament, fluorocarbon, and all the accessories you could ever want. If it has to do with fishing berkeley hazard a vision of pure fishing good morning jeff what can you tell us for those headed out for some freshwater fishing this weekend
3: uh, bring your rain gear because you're gonna be dodging showers
0: <laughs> number day. one number one advice you're right <laughs> yeah but other than that you know it should
3: be okay um, i'm headed to the chef this morning to check out some of the reports i've been getting the bass reports are pretty poor for the area I don't know if it's because of the freeze or just the weather we've been having, but they're not catching a lot of bass in the reports I'm getting. So it, it's all about tide down there. Sometimes these incoming tides in the morning make it tough, and it's probably better in the afternoon. But the lakes and rivers that we have to fish, we have to deal with the tide. And, you know, sometimes I've been with a two-hour window where I'm slamming the fish, catching just about every cast, and then the tide stops and the fish quit biting. So I'm going to hopefully have a report in a few weeks for you on that and see what the ship looks like. But uh, overall, the reports are kind of slow for the bass fishing in that area.
0: How about those rivers? Are they still up high and muddy?
3: Yeah, it's been tough on the rivers. It's yeah, four to six pounds is some of the tournament stringers that are, you know, actually get you a check on some of these evening tournaments. Uh, but 10 pounds are usually winning most of them. You always have somebody, they'll find a little group of fish and, catch a good size limit but overall it's, it's they're fishing pretty tough too they're just high and muddy all the time so all these rainstorms we're getting they're just keeping them up and keeping them muddy and this makes it hard to get to the fish because a lot of times they're back up in the woods.
0: Jeff we're going to get a break on uh eye this year man it just seems like that river will not drop and we need it.
3: Yeah I got my fingers crossed uh there's some good reports coming from Morgan City area you know first the river's at 4.4 4 feet on the Morgan City gauge, and it looks like this week is going to fall to four and be pretty steady at that level for probably about a week or so. But if you look at the uh, Mississippi River gauge, it's, it's starting to fall pretty good, and I'm um, hopefully this fall the basin and all that's going to be down to levels where we can fish. But uh, from bass to panfish, the, the reports are good on the on the red side. Of the bass, they said, crankbaits around wood, Florida rigs. You know, in in and around the grass, or producing some bass. And then uh, the other thing is that I'm getting a lot of numbers. You know, they catch a lot of fish, small fish, but that's a good sign for the for the future. because they got a good uh, hatch of fish. And then the sockeye and brim reports are good. And it's basically just throw a cork and a jig around uh, cypress trees and grass mats and stuff. But also the catfish are biting out in the lake, the area and stuff. You can go take a night crawler and under a cork and take your kids out there and catch a few catfish to eat. But overall, the the, the river's falling and the conditions are improving.
0: Jeff and area, I don't seem to get many reports from, maybe you do or maybe you don't, but it just seems like it's it's not talked about much. The old Lake Catawatchee complex over there by the Zalman's. Are you hearing any good news at all over there? I'm hearing that, you know, that diversion over that way has kind of been up and down, and it, it it killed the grass, but the grass is coming back, and it's too much grass. What's the situation over there?
3: Anytime you have flooded, muddy water, it happened at Toledo Bend, and it happened over at Catawachi. <laughs> excuse me, Um, the the mud just blocks the sun out, and it kills the grass from growing off the bottom. You'll, you'll have some grass in some areas, but... The, the overall area is not grassed over like it was before I know uh, earlier in the year they were um, they' were catching bass but you know, winning stringers over there about eight to ten pounds it wasn't a big fish like they were years ago and, that, and that's mainly because all the grass is gone and it's just hard to find good fish and you know remember they got redfish and sharks and stuff like that that eat bass and sometimes that you know they lose the grass to hide in they they get eaten
0: Got a tip for us before you go?
3: Uh, yeah, the color choices. Yeah, you know, I think too many anglers put emphasis on you know specific color. You know, especially some of the lakes you go, Alabama and different states. They always say, oh, you got to throw watermelon color. Uh, but I'm more of a simplified approach. I usually go dark or light colors. If you know water clarity is important, but if I'm throwing like a white or a white chartreuse bait, and I'm not getting a lot of bite bites. I'm going to switch to a darker color like a watermelon or a black and blue. And um, besides watercolors and fishing pressure and bait forage and time of year, you know, all that helps to uh, help you match the hatch. But if you're using one kind of color and you're not doing well, just just go to a darker color, kind of switch back and forth until you figure out what the fish want to feed on.
0: Got it. Jeff, thanks for the report. As always, we appreciate it. Good luck on your trip over there at the Chef. Be interested to hear how you do, and uh, don't get sucked into catching a bunch of saltwater fish. <laughs> you know, that can happen. If they start tearing up your bait, you kind of forget about the bass for a while. But, you know, stick with it and let us know how you do.
3: Well, the problem is when you throw a little spinner bait or a worm, them redfish eat that just as easy as uh, <laughs> the bass do. So sometimes you got to kind of take what, what's given to you.
0: Yes, you do. Thanks again, Jeff. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, Don. All right, Jeff Brule, our freshwater fishing reporter. When we come back after this, I'm going to get to some of your text messages. By the way, if you happen to have a question about the impact of changes on the new hunting and fishing licenses, by the way, they do not go into effect until about a year from now in 2022, and your license is getting ready to expire in the next few days. I'll tell you more about that right after this time out on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we're talking about your hunting and fishing licenses for Louisiana and uh, Brian McClinton the undersecretary is going to join us next hour and uh, if you've got any questions you need answered about lifetime licenses or recreational fishing licenses anything to do with particularly those that underwent some changes uh text that question in, and i'll pass it along to Brian at 504 504- 260 he Got a few coming in, and we've also got the regular questions and comments. We'll get to those in a minute. But talking about your license, it's time to renew, uh, and this will change. But for now, all licenses in Louisiana expire at midnight on June 30th. Uh, doesn't matter when you bought your license, it expires on June 30th. Unless you bought it earlier this month, then they give you those extra days, and you can actually fish or hunt with a uh, 2021 license, uh, you know, f- for until, uh, you know, the other one comes around. You can use it, it. It becomes effective immediately the day you buy it is what I'm trying to say. But at the end of this month, which is Wednesday, they're all going to expire, so you need to renew it or buy yours for the first time. And when you do, uh, there's going to be a box to check about making a donation to Hunt for the Hungry. And i got to tell you, this is a great organization. They donated last year over 50,000 pounds of food. Now they not only take venison or other types of wild game, they also take fish. And uh, look them up. It's hunters for the hungry. I can tell you this. In fact, you hunters that are tuned in right now, uh, hunting is becoming more cost effective this year, because if you haven't noticed in the stores, the price of red meat has gone from just a few months ago was seven dollars and thirty-five cents a pound, and is now thirteen dollars and twenty cents a pound average. So uh, take care of your game. It's getting more and more precious, and if you got more than you need, uh, certainly consider making that donation. But if you check that box, you can make a cash donation if you don't want to donate some of your fish or game to Hunters for the Hungry. All right, we come back right after this uh, quick pause. i got some more information to tell you about. Also, we're going to check on those text messages and run down the STAR leaderboard, give you a little bit of an update. That's next after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. All right, checking on our text message board. Again, that number is 504-260-1870. Uh, question, does anyone catch big bass in City Park? I'm assuming you're talking about New Orleans City Park. Uh, yes, there are some big bass in there. There were some that were leased by some of the bass clubs. They also have wildlife and fisheries come out and manage it. and Actually, they conduct shocking studies, and they always uh, pull up some big ones, and they put them back in there so uh, you can. In fact, I'll get Jeff. Jeff is a... Uh, Pretty good at fishing City Park Lagoons. I fished with him there for bass uh, doing the City Park Bass Rodeo, which has not been held for the past couple of years because of the, the COVID problems. But I'm sure next year it'll come back. It's been a long-standing tradition. It's the oldest freshwater fishing contest in in the, the nation, I believe. And Yeah, that's correct, in the entire country. And uh, there are some big bass in City Park Lagoons. And it's uh, free to fish there. It doesn't cost anything just after you have your regular fishing license. All right, uh, let's see, we've got, um, uh, let's see, oh, okay, a report from Ed over in Wilmer, Alabama. Mobile Delta got high water everywhere. Yeah, that's going to be a problem uh, where the rivers flow into the deltas uh, in all across the Gulf Coast. Those rivers remain high and muddy. But once it starts falling out of there, it should be getting much, much better. And uh, we've got Justin, who is in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. <laughs> And he poses a, a very thoughtful question here. The butterflies, dragonflies are everywhere. How come birds can sing at 2 a.m., but he can't play drums at 2 a.m.? Uh, obvious answer to that question, Justin. You know, I was noticing that the frogs, uh, you know, they they reach their peak of singing, uh, I'm going to say, for about an hour after dark till about midnight. And then it kind of tapers off the later it gets. I don't know what that's all about. All right, uh, let's see. i got some more of these here with uh, Smokey's checking in with us. He's not fishing today, but he'll be fishing on Monday. Good luck to you, Smokey, and thanks for tuning in. All right, now I got some more of these lifetime license questions coming in. We'll pass those along to uh, to Brian McClinton when he joins us a little bit later on. Uh, here's one Says uh a good report. And we love when our listeners share their, their fishing reports with our other listeners. Uh, Great show, Uh, bass are biting on watermelon speed crawl on Bayou Liberty. That's uh, Big Mike from Bayou Liberty. Good spot is uh, Bayou Parquet to the fork of the bayou. There you go. That's some good fishing advice for you. All right, we come back after this break. Uh, I'm going to run down the CCA leaderboard, the star tournament board, and also tell you a pretty sad story about a young man who missed out on a big-time prize. You heard me and Robbie talking about it. Caught one of those tagged redfish, but unfortunately was unregistered. His story plus the leaderboard rundown right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, if you've checked out my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com lately or my Facebook page, you may have seen a picture of a, a young man, a 12-year-old from Arkansas. He recently caught one of those 100 tagged redfish. Uh, It's not clear whether he was fishing with a licensed charter guide or not, but unfortunately what we do know, he was not registered for the star tournament, so he caught the redfish. Um, Poor kid. He would have won a motorhome from Bent's RV. That would be given to the second tagged redfish that was caught by a registered participant. Unfortunately, the fish was not returned live, so one was caught by uh, Dr. Kenneth Nash, and he was confirmed, so he's the truck winner. But as far as we know, there's 98 of them still out there swimming, so before you head out fishing salt water, make sure you get that star ticket. Uh, looking at the leaderboard, uh, there's been some changes. Uh, no change, though, for the speckled trout east. Ed Sexton, previous winner, he's got a 6.36 pounder. He waded in at Cypress Cove Marine in Venice. He is the leader. For the Eastern Division, you know, Speckled Trout is broken up into four different zones. The Southeast Zone, Dustin Joseph Benedetto has a 6.34. That was weighed in at Port Fouchon Marina. Uh, Speckled Trout in the Southwest, Pierce Buffy, weighed a, a 3.55 in at Gulfway. You know, that area is affected by the Chafalaya River, so... Uh, hopefully, when that river starts dropping, they'll get some bigger fish in there. Uh, so this is kind of surprising that a 4.39 is the leader in the western division of the speckled trout category. That was caught by Merrill Smith, Hackberry Marina. Not sure that one's going to hold up throughout the tournament. I uh, had a really nice flounder come in, uh, 5.53 pounds. Robert Langston caught that one over in the west area and weighed it in at Calcasieu Point. A mangrove snapper, that's the one, uh, Adam Grazafi, a 12.36, that was caught and weighed in, uh, near Cypress Cove in Venice. Lemonfish, boy, jumped out with a really big lemon fish six, 60.5, 60 and a half pound lemonfish by Thomas Ross Inquist. Uh, if that holds on, he'll win a $5,000 offshore tackle package. Uh, Dorado, or the Mai Mai bull dolphin, they call it. 5.86. <laughs> Peter Landry got his. He waited in at Bridgeside Marina. That is unusually small for a leaderboard uh, Dorado. Red Snapper got a monster card, a 27.22. Bruce Pennison waited in at Port Fouchon Marina. That's the leader there. There's going to be a lot of snapper fishermen out this weekend. Of course, 4th of July weekend if the weather allows it, so. That could be in jeopardy, but, boy, it's going to be tough. Uh, fly fishing, uh, do not have a speckled trout brought in on the eastern division. It's wide open. Uh, Jeff Ferguson is the leader in the west division. Uh, 1.80 is the leader there. You caught that and waded in near Hackberry Fishing Camp and Marina. Uh, there's a ladies-only speckled trout division broken down to east and western parts of the state. Uh, in the east, Kim LeMoyne has a 3.48. That was uh, weight in at Port Fouchon. Uh, ladies only, speckled trout in the west, Bailey Frugier, 5.24. Pretty respectable. That was at Hackberry Marina. And actually, that would be the, the leader overall, but she chose to put it into the ladies only category, which probably was a wise move. Uh, not going to be near the competition in that category as it would be in the open division. Uh, then we have kayak in the east, uh, Chris Weaver, Amy's dad, 2.32, waders fish at Puglia Sporting Goods and Metairie. Kayak in the southeast, Ryan Goday is the leader there, 3.36, that's Gail's bait shop. And we're gonna have a kayak report coming up a little bit later on with Brendan Bayard. Uh, the southwest, uh, division for kayak is wide open. In the west division, Luke Beslin. Hackberry Fishing Camp and Marina weighed that fish in there. And then we have the Sheephead category, which is pretty hotly contested. A lot of Sheephead are caught, and usually they will come from that Wrigley's eastern end of Lake Pontchartrain area. And this year uh, we've got Connor Michael Schaefer, the leader in the East, 7.41 weighed his in at Shag Sporting Goods. And for the Sheephead in the Western Division, Randy Duga, 7.15. How about that? Pretty close, huh? What is that, one, uh, thousand, one hundredth of a pound difference on that one? And then, of course, as we mentioned, the Redfish, uh, Kenneth Nash, Wade is in at the Venice Marina. He claims uh, the, the Chevy Silverado pickup truck. And then we have... Uh, the poor young guy, I don't have his name, but his picture's on all over the place with his redfish and his nice straw hat. But uh, unfortunately, he was not registered. So there's still a lot of chance to get out there and catch those tagged redfish. And this uh, star tournament goes all the way through Labor Day weekend, so lots of time if you're headed out. You're going to be fishing. When you get your license, make sure you get a star ticket, too. And one thing I forgot to mention about the license. If you're going to be fishing for offshore species, uh, it is mandatory that you also have, in addition to your basic and saltwater recreational licenses, an ROLP, Recreational Offshore Landing Permit. Go to Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and you can get it online. It's absolutely free, but it is mandatory. In fact, I just got a notice on mine was coming up for renewal, so I need to get that renewed and taken care of. All right, one last thing on CCA. Those of you in the Acadiana chapter, your banquet is scheduled for this coming Tuesday. That's going to be at the Bustani Center, uh, Heyman Center in Baton Rouge. I'm sorry, Lafayette. Cocktails at 5.30, dinner at 7, auction at 8 o'clock. It's $75 per person, and it's $45 for a spouse, $25 for a youth. And we got a whole list that will take us all the way through the summer on CCA chapter events. Kind of missed out on them last year with the whole COVID thing, but it's all wide open now. All right, one of the more popular fishing places this time of the year, Grand Isle, Louisiana. And to give us the update on what's happening there, Darrell Carpenter is next from RealScreamers.com. And you can hear it right here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And to give you some fishing information on Grand Isle fishing, let's talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. Darrell, what's going on in Grand Isle this weekend? I know we've got a couple rodeos going on and a lot of people heading out there for some vacation. island's got to be hopping about this time of the year.
2: Well, Don, you know, normally it is, uh, but I can tell you, I mean, this past week has been, well, it's, it's all Mother Nature related. It's all weather related. Uh, We had, what, three days this past week with the weather calmed down. We did get 12 inches of rain, and the wind quit blowing. And sure enough, we caught fish. The water cleaned up real nice and pretty. Uh, To give you an example, I just came off lane at at a spot that yesterday we fished, and we had 18 inches, 18, 20 inches of visibility. And looking at it, it looks like this morning we've got maybe four inches of visibility. Uh, Wind changed out of the south. It blew pretty good all night with thunderstorms, so water's muddied up a little bit. Um, you know, it's just you gotta you gotta kinda pick your day and right now and the majority of the week if you if you're doing 20, twenty thirty trout on a on a trip, you know, you're having to retreat and do the inside, which means a whole lot of knot heads. Uh you you're certainly spending your day in exercising your own because you'll catch, you know, 70, 80 to keep 20, 30 Um, so the fish are here, it's just we've got a consistent summertime weather pattern and go and fight it. really, really good fish when we're able to get out front. I'm talking fish averaging two, three pounds. But when you gotta retreat to the back, you know, we're we're fishing the nursery, so you gotta expect that you're gonna have some small ones. Um, did a little bit of red fishing earlier this week. We did find that the redfish are you know, stay out of the marsh ponds right now. It's not fall yet. So what redfish that we have around are all seem to be in the bigger water. So say work the banks of the bigger bay which itself, you know, a bit but I mean, you're starting to catch some fish. It's just not what we would anticipate, what we would expect right now this time of the year. We've got to get a stable weather weather pattern here. Everything to clean up town.
0: Terrell, as far as the, the bait situation down there, is it freely available at most of the bait shops on the island?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, Don. Uh, the shrimp have still been running good. Uh, looking at it, you know, we're starting to see some small whites show up, but they're really not that many and they're really not that small. Uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure wildlife and fisheries is gonna end up closing the spring season before too long. But the bait you know, the bait stores have got that exception license where they can close they can pull even during the closed season. So there's been plenty of shrimp. been is affected. you know in and, and some of the What has surprised me, and maybe I'm just spending more time on it, is the consistency that we've been doing on plastic. Uh, Plastic has been very productive when you get cleaner water. Uh, And it seems to be producing slightly larger fish. uh, Plenty of bait, but if you want to throw plastic, it's productive too if you can find
0: water. General, those fish you picked up yesterday, were they under a cork or were you fishing them tight line?
2: Uh, That all depends on your customer, Don. The majority of what we had yesterday was all under a cork.
0: Yeah, and about how deep were you fishing?
2: Uh, most of them about two and a half, three foot, and it also depends on the structure you're fishing. I mean, it's like right now we just pulled up on a sand flat that's usually loaded full of pogies. You can fish this just about any way you want, but you know when you you start looking for other, structure, if you're fishing rocks or something like that, of course it limits you to caught and stay away from the jig heads. I mean, you know we we had a couple of spots this week where we, we switched. Plastic under the carpet, shrimp. But we were in spots that we could leave the jig in, so we just put the shrimp on it, fishing that hard
0: structure. Yeah, uh, now we got a, a redfish rodeo is coming up, and I know they got to the ride the bull. The bulls starting to show up in the passes and those deeper cuts.
2: It's been a little bit slow on them, Don, but they have been some caught. There's still there's some bulls in the lower bays too. Um, not necessarily on the offshore passes, not necessarily in Caminata or Barritaria pass, but there have been some bull reds in in like you know the pass coming out of what we call the crack you know on the, the interior passes have had some bulls in them, but they 're not stacked up yet that will probably take uh i don 't know another two three weeks, but the pogies and the bait are certainly here to draw them here
0: now, what about flounder? you know that is one of the species that they're really scrutinizing to maybe make some adjustments because People are just not reporting some catches of them. Uh, have you seen many flounders come in and out the docks?
2: I, I'm starting to see, you know, we, we, we communicate a lot with our buddies, like like John Pounders and his guys up in the feet, and they're starting to see some flounders a little further up north, but hadn't heard or seen a whole lot here around Grand Isle. There's been some people that have been uh, – I know that I've had some people gigging around the house, and from just watching them as they're gigging, uh, it doesn't look like they're real active. It looks like the founders that we have here are still pretty much up in the marsh, maybe a little further north.
0: All right, Darrell, they can find you on my website under the Field Reporters, and uh, give them your website and telephone number if they want to look for some trip availability down in Grand Isle.
2: Well, they can find me at com, or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288.
0: All right, my friend, go get them. We'll catch up with you next week.
2: We fix and start taking some live shrimp in this muddy water and see what see if they still here.
0: All righty, good luck to you and the crew. There he goes, Darrell Carpenter. All right, coming up uh, after this, Brian McClinton's going to join us, uh, Undersecretary, Department of Wildlife and Fishery. You got a question on the new hunting and fishing license changes, regulations, and prices? He can answer it for you. Text me your question five zero four. 260-1870. Plus Mike Gallo, Ryan Lambert, Brendan Bayard. More fishing info coming your way on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Dubuque. And welcome into the second hour of the show. Glad to have you with us, as promised. We have uh, Brian McClinton, who is the Undersecretary of Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, joining us. Uh, if you have a question for him regarding licenses, we ask you to text it to me at 504 504- Two six we'll pass it along. Brian, good morning. Thanks for being with us to kind of clear up some of the confusion on the license restructuring.
4: Thanks for having me, sir.
0: Brian, first, if you would, let's address the, the lifetime license, because I think that's where most of the confusion is coming in. What's the latest on lifetime licenses in Louisiana?
4: So, you know, currently all the licenses that we offer are still being for sale. They're still on sale until June 1st, 2022. Um, Starting next year, June 1st, 2022, we're no longer going to have the individual hunting license and individual fishing license, which both sell for $300 the we have a combination hunt fish license that currently sells for 500 and that's going to still be available for 500 dollars it does not change so you know once june 1st 2022 hits you can only buy the combination hunt fish lifetime license that's the biggest change there were some a media posts that went out and kind of got viral and so i really appreciate you getting us on that be able to say that on the radio so thank you so much
0: and what about the, the age differential where it was, you know, prorated based on the age there were different fees? Is it one license now available, all ages at $500 effective June next year?
4: It, it, it is until you hit 65 and then we have a senior uh, lifetime at 100. So um, that, that, at, during the bill we had a, uh, a youth resident and a non-resident proposed. And they lowered the, the resident back to the youth's rate, so now we just have one license. So it's just $500 from birth to 65, and then $100 when you're 65 and older.
0: And, of course, if you're a non-resident of the state, it's $4,000 for the lifetime license, we're correct?
4: Yes, sir. It went up from 3000 to 4000
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I also got – well, we're talking about lifetime license. I had a couple of questions come in. One wanted to know if they could get it online. It's my understanding that in the past you had to go to Baton Rouge and produce, you know, two forms of identification. Is that still the criteria, or is it available online now? It,
4: it, no, sir. It's it's still it, – we still have to have those uh, documentation. So you can mail it in. We, we get a lot of those in the mail. Just know that we are backed up in mail. Um, we are trying to fill some positions and, and, and get caught up. But if you – you know – there's plenty of time and, uh, and we will get it processed, but you can mail your documentation and we can take photocopies. I think at one time it was only original. A couple of statute changes a couple of years ago and we do accept photocopies of birth certificates and things. But you can mail it to us or you can come to, to Bat Range.
0: And what about email? If you scan those documents, is that acceptable to email the application? Yeah,
4: I, I do believe we do email. Um, I'm not sure the email address though so to give it to the on the show, sir, but it's on our website. We started accepting email last year during COVID, so they can they can email they can scan it and email it in. Again, that process takes a little longer than if you come in, you walk out with it. Um, but they can do that as well.
0: All right. So um, I have a question in about well, I have to pay for gear license on crab traps, et cetera, With the new license, uh, I believe that new saltwater license includes. Uh, crab traps oyster tong and shrimp trawl am I correct?
4: you're 100 correct yeah so all right, so yes once yes sir so once you buy the, the your basic license for $17 you can harvest freshwater fish any legal means necessary. when you buy that additional15 dollars uh, add-on for salt water and you pay 32 dollars you can harvest you know any gear fee all that's included.
0: I, now, I have a question about the license paper um, and the tags. Is they going to be the same, or is there some improvement? Some people say they're having trouble with the weatherproofing the paper that the licenses are printed on.
4: Yes, sir. That's something that actually has nothing to do with the bill. That's, uh, we, when we entered into our last licensing contract with the vendor that we're currently using, there was a provision in the contract that we were going to go away from the waterproof paper, because those uh, machines and the stock and the printers and stuff, is, it's kind of an expensive notion to carry. So the, the pricing was based on the fact that we would go away from that in three years. Well, it's been four years where we, we've kind of extended it on. And we're trying to make that transition. Um, just to let people know, we had seven people show up to, to bid on our licensing thing and only receive three bids because the other industries have gone away from that. The biggest one is like Brandt, who does Texas and Georgia, Virginia, Tennessee, not Texas, I'm sorry, uh, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. And they they wouldn't even bid on it because they don't they don't deal with printers and color-proof paper and stuff. So we're trying to kind of catch up with the other states and, and, and try to, you know, I don't know. We're just trying to be competitive and get these other industries to be able to, to deal with it. So other states have gone to it. We're trying to go to that 8.5 by 11. The nice thing is a person can print it off their home computer. They can buy it online. They can print it off their own computer. The problem is, like you said, the, the waterproof paper and the tag. So we're going to hopefully send out some messages of, you know, put a snack, zip-top bag, and a zip-tie. You can fill it out, zip-tie it to your deer. I know that's the problem with that. Um, also, we're trying to work with the vendor that came up with our self-clearing permit app. And we're trying to get our licenses in Louisiana wallet, first off. And the second thing is do electronic tagging through that same self-clearing permit app. So if we can get some of those things done, I don't know how quickly those can happen, but um, I can say for next hunting season, not this hunting season. So we may have an uncomfortable hunting season this year, but I'm hoping for next hunting season we'll have a lot of other options other than the paper tag.
0: Great. Uh, One other question, Uh, is this going to be a license for 365 days from the I'm um, sorry, you know, from the date of purchase or is this going to be still June to June?
4: You're covering all the things I needed to say. Thank you so much. Um, yes. <laughs> well, um, these
0: are some of our listeners.
4: <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's going to be a 365 day. And I want to warn people, like a lot of times my, my good friend of mine went fishing, snapper fishing, um, you know, Memorial Day weekend. And he called me up and complained because it was his license was going to be, you know, ending June 30th. And. If he does that this year, this year right now, next May, it's going to do the same thing. But starting June 1st, if he buys that same license on June 2nd, it's good for 365 days. So starting you know, June 1st, next year, it's a 365-day license, and it's going to be that way you know, into the future, running and fishing. All
0: right, and, finally, and finally, you start off by saying these new restructuring and increased prices, whatever the case, do not go into effect until next year. June first, or the end of the, this license year. So, if somebody sees something that's a bargain, and I want to tell them that senior lifetime license is still fifty bucks. It's good until then, but it's going to go up after that. Correct?
4: Yes, sir. And but I, I do want to say something about seniors about half the time. The senior, the way that we, we, we phased in the senior increase on the annual, the annual senior license went from five dollars to twenty. But the way that we did it in the law. If someone was, r- did not require a license because they turned 60 after June 1st, 2000, they still not going to require a license. Anyone who turns 60 after June 1st, 2000, and up until next June 2022, they pay $5, they're going to pay $5 for the rest of their life. So we're not going to go up on the existing seniors. What we're doing is extending the senior age to 65, and once that person hits 65, it's going to be $20. So if anyone's saying, oh, you're going to go up on me 5 to 20, no, it's the people who are going to be who are 58 right now that are going to really be mad at wildlife and fisheries.
0: <laughs> Got it, Brian. We're out of time, but do you have any fine, one final thing? Maybe you want want to add?
4: No, sir. Just thank you, and if you need to do this again, I'd love to do it.
0: We will. We will contact you because uh, I'm sure I'm going to get some more questions because. Questions usually bring about more questions. <laughs> it's a never-ending thing. You're doing a great job, Brian. Thank you so much. And, again, I want to remind people they can find this information on the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website. Thanks again, Brian. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye.
0: All right. Coming back after this, it's time for Mike Gallo's fishing report. Find out where he's headed over there in the eastern part of the state right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And the Born on the Bayou Report with Mike Gallo is a presentation of CETO. You've probably heard them call AAA in the water because that's just what they're like. $179, entire year membership. They'll bring you fuel, jumpstart you for electrical problems, tow you in whatever it takes to get you back in safely. It's peace of mind for you and your loved ones, and it's a one call away. Captain Chris, 504-301-4545. You'll enjoy talking to him, or you can just click CETO. .com and do it online. Captain Mike joins us now. Captain Mike, what are you up to on this uh, a muggy, look like a pop-up shower kind of day with a very strong tide range? What's on the one to plan?
5: i tell you, Don, it's been that same pattern for the last four days, and um, we're going to make our way over to the Biloxi Marsh, and we're going to throw a variety of artificial lures and pursue redfish. That's what we've been up to. Have you gotten caught in any of those storms? Boy, that
0: Biloxi Marsh seems to be a magnet for those uh, storms moving from the south on headed up to the north.
5: I tell you what, Don, a lot of people ask me over the years, what's your most valuable piece of equipment? And I guess eight or ten years ago I purchased an antenna that looks into my GPS that has radar, and I can monitor the weather. And that thing is just invaluable. I can see what direction it's coming, see if it's growing, see if it's dissipating, how fast it's moving, and just gives me, you know, safety now for one thing. So yes, I've gotten some minor showers on, but we've made, we've been uh, we've been able to size uh, been pretty good. We've had mm-hmm. many limits over the last couple of days come in with redfish, ha- redfish limits.
0: Yeah. Have you run in any speckled trout, or you've strictly been working redfish trips?
5: I did talk to Captain Jim. He was running a trip on this morning, and he fished, bounced around at some of the various rigs in Lake Bourne. And I think he told me he had... I lie for him. <laughs> He's a fishman, so I guess I can lie for him. I think he said 25 to 30 trout yesterday,
0: mostly fishing, um, left uh, I got it. Well, Mike, uh, you're breaking up a little bit out there, but before you go, if you could, uh, give us the information on contacting you. Somebody wants to get in a summertime trip and uh, either per, you know cruise across Lake Bourne and get into that Biloxi Marsh and fight some of those big bruiser redfish or they want to load a nice chest up with some specks, tell them how to get you.
5: Sounds good, Don. You can always find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. My website is AAofLA.com. We're on social media. You can call me on the telephone or text me at 985-781-7811. All
0: right, Mike, watch out for those thunderstorms, and uh, we'll see you next week.
5: Sounds good, Don. We'll talk to you then. Have a good day.
0: All righty, Mike Gallo in an area where he's breaking up. You know, cell phones, of wonderful things. But sometimes, you know, we put people in outer space. We can't talk on the phone. All right, we'll come back after this, get back to some of your text messages. Also, we've got Brendan Bayard coming up. You like to paddle or pedal for your fish, as they say? Well, the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club sponsors us along with Massey's. He's got a report for you. Next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And paddle craft fishing, uh, mainly kayaks, has become so, so uh, popular, we've got a weekly fishing report just for the paddlers and the peddlers. It's a presentation of the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, as well as Massey's Outfitters, who have locations in mid-city New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington, where you're going to find the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, including that new Lynx model. Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft. Check their website out for the products and also the scheduled demo days where you can try before you buy. That's at MasseyOutfitters.com or check them out on Facebook. Brendan Bayard joins us now. And, Brendan, you're headed to do a little bit of offshore kayak fishing down in the Florida Panhandle area. What are you expecting to catch over that way?
6: Yeah, Don, uh, I try to do this every year in the early summer, Uh, usually go out and do some bottom fishing her um snapper and uh and mangrove and whatever else is down there sometimes we've pulled up uh grouper even uh so um uh, you never know what you're going to get sometimes it's trigger fish sometimes uh you can chum the red snapper up right underneath the kayak it's uh it's it's a mixed bag of stuff out there but it's always an adventure so uh got the kayaks loaded up about to head out there and uh just uh looking forward to uh Hopefully some good weather for the week and uh, some opportunities to get out there. Usually we paddle about, you know, anywhere from four to seven miles out. And, uh, you know, Mark, uh, do some bottom fishing on some spots we've had for uh, a few years. And we stumble a- across a few every now and then and add them to the uh, the GPS. But, uh, you know, there's some trolling opportunities on the way out to those bottom spots that you can catch uh kingfish uh earlier in the season you can catch even cobia and and sometimes this uh, time of year you'll see tarpon rolling so always uh always an adventure out there
0: so what are those structures that the fish are over is it wrecks or uh reefs that they don't have any rigs out there so you know you got to find some kind of structure what is it you're fishing over
6: so um, some of the places are just kind of live bottom areas that uh, people have noticed have kind of a growth of some sort or another that hold fish, uh, which could be anything from just a few, you know, plants or uh, deviations on the surface of the uh, bottom, or maybe somebody went out there and dropped some tines on some uh, some buckets. A lot of people build their own structures. You, you might have guys that drop a bunch of shopping carts out there and, and market. You, you never really know what, what well, you're fishing exactly unless you're the person who made it. But uh, there's also some wrecks that the uh, Florida Department uh, drops down and leaves on their website. I forgot the exact website, but you could look it up online. And there's kind of a whole uh, post about, you know, different GPS locations with barges and, and reef balls and, you know, various things. And they're all within half a mile of each other, so you can just bounce from one to another and just keep on circulating through all day long. But uh, always fun, and you always stumble across something, even if you didn't have any GPS. Once you get a little further out, you'll see people stopping, and uh, there's just stuff everywhere out there.
0: Now you say you go four to seven miles out. How deep of water does that get you over there?
6: Uh, probably 60, 70 feet deep over there. Uh, maybe a little bit shallower, depending on on where you launch out of. Uh, if you go out of Destin, it seems to be a little bit deeper. If you're over in the bar, maybe uh, ten foot less, about that same range. But uh, there's, uh, you know, there's always some fish out there. So uh, cross my fingers, we catch them.
0: Are <laughs> you bringing uh, cut bait with you, or do you fishing artificials?
6: Well, a lot of times we'll do is we'll bring a, a bag of, uh, of cigar minnows with us as backup, but we, uh, on the way out, we'll usually stop right past the breakers or a little bit further and uh, get into some uh, bait balls, and we have a, a big PVC tube that we drag behind the boat um, that has kind of got holes drilled in it, but it's got kind of a torpedo tip and we uh, unscrew that tip and load it full of uh, live cigar minnows or anything else that we catch and uh, kind of put it in there and drag it behind us the whole day. And every time we want to uh, put a live bait, which I think are better for uh, catching bigger fish, we'll do that until they run out. And then we'll switch to the dead cigar minnows and just use cut bait, dropping them down. But, uh
0: Sounds like you got a routine, a plan. Hope it works for you this weekend. Uh, but getting back to Louisiana, the star, and I was given the star a rundown on the leaderboard. There's some opportunities in that kayak division. I know you keep an eye on
6: it. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely in the East Division. I think we got 2.31 leading, so that could be anywhere out of Hopedale or, or uh, over there at. Buris or something like that. I think uh, if you're willing to put in some time over there, 2.3 is, is pretty easy to, uh, to exceed. Um, southwest, uh, that's always a tricky location to fish just because it's not the normal breakdown of where a lot of people kayak fish because you have to paddle a little bit uh, further in, in some of those freshwater launches to get to the uh, trout or it's seasonal, which means you have to wait until maybe the end of the summer. Where some of those um, those deltas are, are producing less fresh water, and those trout move into those spaces. Uh, but some opportunities definitely out there. Uh, West is looking good. I think it's got almost a five pound trout out there. Um, and then southeast's got probably a three and a half. But uh, you know you can beat that almost any day if you if you play your cards right, fishing out of Elmers or uh, or Bell Pass. So lots of opportunity
0: in the star. Good deal. Brendan, thanks for the report. Good luck on your trip over to the east, and uh, give us a report when you come back on how you guys did. We appreciate it.
6: we Will do, Don. Thanks so much.
0: All right. Brendan Bayard, one of our two field reporters for the Paddler's Report. Uh, we'll be talking to Captain Eric Mahabarak again next week. All right, coming back after this, which what you all wait for, you love it, you can't get enough of it, I'm talking about bad boys of the outdoors. And this morning we call it, the True Confessions of a Deer Poacher. He's next on the Outdoors with Don DeBue Radio Network. Your host, Don All right, I got a couple of uh, questions uh, for the, uh, I guess it would have been for Under Secretary Brian McClinton with regard to the license sales that came in a little late before we lost him. Uh, one says, if I have a lifetime license, can I fish crab traps or do I need to buy a crab permit? Now, if you have the lifetime license, or a saltwater recreational license, that covers now on the changes. And this is beginning uh, next June of 2022 when the new licenses come out. Uh, you will be covered for them. But until then, uh, you still need to get your, your crab trap license. But once you get the lifetime license uh, next year, you will be able to, you'll be covered for the crab traps. All right. Uh, also, I have another one here about if I apply for a lifetime license via email, do I have to include a birth certificate? Uh, My understanding is no, you do not. Uh, If you send in a copy of your driver's license, and then you also have to have another piece of identification proving your residency, which would be a voter's registration card for Louisiana, uh, Louisiana vehicle registration, or state tax filing. If you include any of those three things with your driver's license, that's all you need to send. Birth certificate, actually it's no longer required because uh, they no longer have uh, the kids on the uh, I guess if you got the, the the if you were under eighteen and you're getting a lifetime license uh and you don't have a driver's license then you probably would need a copy of the child's birth certificate or you could do the parents driver's license and either one of those will be acceptable. Alright and again you can find this stuff on the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website. They've got one that specifically says the new restructuring uh changes and you can kinda of decipher it there. But we'll probably get Brian on again uh, in the coming weeks, and we'll see if we've got any more questions that come up and he can answer them for you. All right, right after we take this quick station identification pause, bad boys of the outdoors. It's time for that uh, story that we tell you about a guy confessing to shooting deer from a public road and out of season. We've got his story next on the outdoors with Don Buke, right after we pause these 10 seconds for all local stations to identify. Earlier this month, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Senior Agent Richard Bean, Corporal Ryan Brough, and Senior Agent Jonathan Boudreaux got an anonymous tip about a Gibson man shooting a deer from a public road in Terrebonne Parish. After Brandon Delosier was located and questioned, he confessed to shooting the deer from a public road on June 1st. The agents seized his deer and donated it to a local charity, and proceeded to write citations for hunting deer during closed season and from a public road, for which combined criminal fines and civil restitution for the value of the illegally taken deer of up to $3,074.61 and a possible 120 days in jail, await 33-year-old Brandon M. Delosier of Gibson, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Never ends, never a shortage of bad boy stories. We'll have another one for you next week. All right, coming back after this, uh, let's talk to the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert, find out what he's doing this June weekend down at the Cajun Fishing Adventures in Buras, Louisiana. He's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And the plastic man around here is known as Ryan Lambert of the Cajun Fishing Adventures in Burris. Captain Ryan, what's going on down there this June weekend?
2: Well, we're out here catching fish. <laughs> like we Every day, just every day, buddy. It's um, a, little bit, a little windy today. It's been really beautiful all week. I mean, it's late thunderstorms pop up, but, you know, you can expect that. The fish have been biting good. The bait's moved in over here in a big way this week. i sure lines or just full of mullets, pogies. I see a lot of shrimp jumping, but the speckled trout have move in and get some limits of reds with them. So, you know, we be
0: good. You fishing on the east side this morning?
1: Yeah, Julian.
0: We, we very seldom fish on the west anymore. And there's just nothing left over there as far
2: as habitat. And, today it'd be pretty rough over there because it's all open water. We just, as soon as the river goes down a little bit more, then I'll start going that way and then heading for the beach and kind of heading toward the west a little bit. Then the speckled trout moved in over there, so we were catching them, but we fished 98% of the time on the east side. And Back in the day, I fished 100% on the west. I never came east, ever.
0: Well, that certainly has changed. There's no doubt about that. Uh, now, these redfish that you're chasing over there, are these the bulls or are these the slot size? What kind of redfish Spot are you fish. catching lately?
2: Slotfish, you know, anything from 16 on up to 30s. Um, I ain't seen a lot of bulls yet. You know, I, I saw some, uh, where was I last week? Yeah, over there on the west side, actually. I was on the west side. I saw a bunch of bulls. And, uh, you know, they, they're coming along the beach. And now that this bait is starting to move in, the river's gonna drop to six foot, you know, sometime in about two weeks it'll be six foot. So, you know, that's that's magic right there. And the space and they they go come right behind us. Everything start coming from the big water and coming on the inside to beat on all these woods and focus. Then life is gonna be really good. <laughs>
0: So are you fishing uh canals, bayous, or are you fishing along the shorelines there, just kinda cruising the shoreline with the trolling motor? You know, it's endless the, the vast amount of broken marsh they got over there on that side.
5: It
2: really is. I mean we got forty one percent of the nation's wetlands in, in you know, just in Louisiana and, and Black Miss Parish has fourteen percent of the nation's wetlands. So yeah, you can get lost out here. Here, just going down shorelines, but that's a good way right now because the the water's pretty and you can get on a shoreline and just throw plastic down and catch and you anything else you want, you know. But you know, 90% of the guys now will sit on a point with the, with the of shrimp, and you know that's how they fish it. Very successful at it. You know, I don't care for it, but I think you got to do.
0: What do you look for on a shoreline? I mean, there's so much of it there. How do you pick a spot? And I notice when you're fishing, you, you're you looking way out in front of the boat down the shoreline, looking for little telltale signs. What are some of the things that's a dead giveaway that there's some redfish schooling on, on a particular point?
5: When well,
2: I'm looking down there on a, a pretty calm day, I'm just looking for a push, a swirl, you know, a shrimp jumping. If you're seeing shrimp jump just one or two a little minutes jumping, 99 percent chance that's a redfish coming down the bank, and you you, you can just watch where that is, and next thing you know you'll make him out. You'll see his tail move, or you'll see the fish. You know you'll see something, and that, you know it's pretty easy to target them like that. So you know most of the time I'm looking for fish, but if I if I see something jumping, you yeah, know they, they don't jump for any reason. They're gonna fish. So it makes it pretty simple. And the trout, you know, there's no birds working, so we're just looking for bait and looking for current that go around the points. And if you get the current and the bait, you're going to get fish like I got right now
5: on the line.
0: <laughs> well, go ahead and fight him and, uh, and and talk on the radio at the same time and run a trolling move. I know you multitasker; you can do it. Just another one, another fish, brother, it a living. Hearing? would you catch that one on? That one? They caught him on a cork.
2: Popping under a cork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, customers got it, so I keep going about my business. You know how it is. <laughs> it's right habitat. I mean, it's growing like crazy. We're gonna have a great habitat for ducks this year. The marsh is growing pretty. I mean, it's gonna be nice.
0: So, we well, they're having a bad uh, drought up north, though. Real bad up in yeah, the Dakotas, they, they,
2: and we're talking about next year. Either 45 and Five or thirty and three, you know they already start to sing the blues. So I don't know what I would do with thirty and three. That's that's a bad deal for me. And not only business wise, but personally, I, I don't know if I could take that.
0: <laughs> now, would they change it down in Mexico necessarily if they cut no. the, the 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 limits and days here? No. Not normally. Uh, I'm going to go down on the
2: August 12th will be my first day. I'm going to shoot white wings down there August 12th and make sure my eyes are when the blue wings come down. I don't want to start off rusty, so we'll start the shooting right away. Yeah. I got the first dove hunt, so it's going to be unbelievable. You know, yeah. that is a good thing.
0: You know we're not so, that far away from the teal season. You know that, don't you? I know. That's why I'm going to get my eye right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Aquatic vegetation is, is coming up really nice. It's going to be good. I think, you know, we just need a, a cool front, too, right there in the middle of kill season, and that will make it really good. We, we don't need hurricanes like last year. I mean, last year we killed, about 132 the first day, and the second day we had a big hurricane come in But you were with me that day in the morning. So, so they just move on. Unfortunately, because the parents too. It's disheartening, but that's
0: you, you. Yeah. Well, Ryan, if somebody wants to get in on some of this stuff, uh, give them the information on how to contact you. You're pretty easy to find these days.
2: Oh, yeah. It's Or you can call me Michelle at 504 559 5111. Teal season, too. You know, we don't book every day for teal
0: season, but I think we got someone every single day for teal season already, so it's a busy here. Yeah, well, you know, teal season's great for the casting blast because it's a real quick morning hunting, and you got the rest of the afternoon to fish.
2: And the bull reds are thick that the time of year, so it's win-win for people out of state to come kill a limited teal, and they come in, and eat, eat a nice lunch, and go wax the bull reds. So it works out good. Yeah, it's
0: good. yeah, it's good for us in-town people, too. It ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save a spot for you, bro. Yes, uh, indeed. I'll be looking for it. All right, Chief, have a good day down there. Take care of your customers, and we'll catch up with you next week.
2: All right, buddy. I'll take it easy.
0: All right. Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, I got a couple more text messages coming in about licenses. We'll try to get some answers for you on that. Also, we'll kind of wrap up what we talked about. If you got up a little bit late, we got it coming at you right after this time out where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Again, your host, Don Dubuque. All right, uh, kind of catching up on some more of these text messages coming in. Now, uh, question about the Rosos still infested with those bugs. You know, we had that big problem with the... Uh, the bugs on the Roseau uh, cane that was killing it. And uh, I haven't really heard much about that. I was meaning to ask Ryan Lambert, but I'm sure that kind of has worked itself out because you just don't hear much about it at all, and I'm sure we would if, in fact, it was still a threat to the Roseau canes. And the last places I've been, uh, they look pretty healthy to me. Anyone else has any information on them? Feel free text it to us, 504-260-1870. All right, here's a question coming in. Uh, this is from a Mississippi area code. Can a non-resident buy a lifetime license? If so, how much is it? All right, this is very important. They do sell non-resident hunting and fishing licenses. Right now, you can buy it for $3,000, and that may sound like a lot of money, but depending on your age, it could uh, actually well pay for itself into the years. But here's the kicker. This time next year, on June of 2020, 22, that same non-resident license will go to $4,000. So you'll save $1,000 if you buy it between now and next June. So I would strongly suggest you do that. Also, on the lifetime resident for senior hunting or fishing, uh, it is $50 right now. You can save some money because next year that will go to 100 All right, I got another one says, are there any changes to the $5 senior hunt and fish combination license for people over 60? Uh, Let me check on that. Let's see. Senior hunting and fishing license, Mm, if you're 60 by June 1st of 2000, it is going to be free. If you're 60 by June 1st of 2022, it'll be $5.00. And if you are 65-plus, after June 1st of 2027, it will cost you $20. We're not talking about a lot of money there, high stakes, but uh, I'm, I'm suggesting anyone that is uh, in that senior category go ahead and take advantage, buy that license now for $50. bucks. you are covered for the rest of your life for just hunting, fishing, and all those accessories, too, like the, the gear license for the shrimp trawl and the crab traps and the oyster tongue. All that would be covered. All right. If you got any more questions about that, uh, text them in, and I'll pass those along next time we get Brian on. And I also want to remind you about a really nice big event coming up. This is the rodeo season, uh, the 88th Annual Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo. That's going to be July 15, 16, 17, and then 18th. It's at Dauphin Island. Way stations are open from 10 to 7. And then on Sunday, the way station will close at 5.00. And then at 630, anybody who weighs or just got to weigh illegal fish and you're participating in the rodeo, you'll qualify for a drawing for a contender twenty-five-foot bay boat with a two fifty Yamaha and a seakeeper boat stabilizer. The final award ceremony for this is going to be moved to the grounds in Mobile, and that'll be at six o'clock on the Monday. Alright, next week when you tune into the show will be on the fourth of July weekend. Extra day for you red snapper fishermen. Don't forget about that. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday It's a four-day fishing weekend for the red snapper. Still two fish per person, minimum 16 inches. Uh, Recapping some of our reports, probably Robbie Campo, Shell Beach, had the best action over there. They're catching some snapper at those rigs that are accessible. Also, some of the outer islands are picking up some nice speckled trout. Comfort Island, the Long Rocks, Hopedale Dam is another spot i uh, hoping to get a good report from the chef, from Jeff Brule. He's out there fishing today. Uh, redfish are tearing up down there by Ryan Lambert and Burris on some of those open bays and shorelines. And when that water clears up and settles down, Grand Isle has been the hot spot for catching some of those speckled trout. You do have to kind of weed through them, a lot of small fish in there. All right, that's about going to wrap it up for today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you'll tune us in again next week and every week. We do this each and every week, 5 to 7 a.m. to get you started for your great trip to the outdoors. We take your text messages, your calls, comments, and questions. Have a great weekend and look forward to the big 4th of July. Don't forget, bring that rain suit this weekend. Good chance of rain, but uh, lots of good fun to be had. We'll see you next week on another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.